Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Now with crude oil prices cooling, both WPI and CPI inflation have moderated. However, the gap between the two remains fairly large even though it has come down from an average of 8.5 percentage points in April to June to 7.2 percentage points in July. This may again lead to an underestimation in the second quarter unless a plunge in the WPI inflation closes the gap since the CPI inflation is not expected to rise further from the current level. The internet gave us short attention spans. We preferred to like and share content instead of reading and sometimes even watching it. At Mint, we decided to come up with the Mint Primer, which breaks down the big news of today into short, quick, consumable questions and answers. On this podcast, you will find information about everything from cybercrime to RBI's new repo rates. I'm Prasad Banerjee, and this is what happened today. Today's primer is written by Pragya Shrivastava. The Indian economy grew 13.5% in the June quarter, much lower than the central bank's forecast of 16.2%. While a low base has made interpreting the data difficult, another factor may have led to a distortion: the government's deflation method. In this episode, we explain what all that means. Now, the latest GDP data does not tell us much. The year-on-year GDP growth was 13.5% in the June ended quarter, up from 4.1% in the previous quarter. But thanks to a low base, the figure only gives an optical illusion of high growth. To this end, a comparison with pre-pandemic level April to June 2019 reveals that GDP has managed to reach only 4% higher in the past 3 years. Moreover, the growth was much lower than the RBI's projection of 16.2%. While a low base has bumped up the numbers, another factor which has more to do with the statistical methodology may have led to the underestimation of the figures. It is the usage of single deflation. But how does deflation come into the picture in the first place, right? The statistics ministry first calculates economic output at current prices. which are price levels that we see in everyday life but some of this growth may be just because of inflation so the ministry also reports an adjusted real gdp by stripping off the impact of inflation to arrive at gdp at constant prices for example the gdp at current prices in q1 was rupees 64.95 trillion up 26.7% year on year After adjusting for inflation, real GDP came out to be rupees 36.85 trillion, a growth of 13.5%. The big difference was due to high inflation during the quarter. Wholesale prices were up 15.7% and retail prices by 7.3%. And how are current prices deflated? Well, there are two ways: single deflation and double deflation. Single deflation uses a common price deflator to adjust both input and output prices, while double deflation uses two different deflators for them. India uses a mix: double deflation for agriculture and mining and quarrying and single deflation for other sectors. This is a unique method which is used by India. And all this means that the Q1 GDP was most likely an underestimate. 
That's because the GDP deflator roughly reflects 70% of the wholesale price index and 30% of the consumer price index. The former measure of inflation was sharply higher during Q1. According to HSBC Global Research, with rising commodity prices, input prices grew much faster than output prices, leading to a likely underestimation of GVA growth. The limitation of single deflation is that it opens the door to overestimation or underestimation when input and output prices are rising at vastly different paces. Now with crude oil prices cooling, both WPI and CPI inflation have moderated. However, the gap between the two remains fairly large, even though it has come down from an average of 8.5 percentage points in April to June to 7.2 percentage points in July. This may again lead to an underestimation in the second quarter, unless a plunge in the WPI inflation closes the gap, since the CPI inflation is not expected to rise further from the current level. Faster pass-through of input prices to output prices may also limit underestimation. And that was a quick glimpse at today's front page. We'll see you again tomorrow. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.